Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The greater Tampa Bay region grappled with flooding and exceptionally high tides Wednesday afternoon, hours after Hurricane Idalia passed through. WUSF Stephanie Colombini spoke with Tampa residents who left their homes to stroll along downtown's partially flooded Riverwalk. One woman felt bittersweet. She and her husband fared well in their downtown apartment, but the fate of their second home in Cedar Key was uncertain. Barbara Willamy evacuated her Levy County condo on Monday to escape Idalia's impending destruction. She says all her neighbors did the same and is grateful to know they're safe. Willamy says she doesn't know when she'll be able to return to the island community 130 miles north of Tampa. I mean, it's going to be heartbreaking to see what happened there and those people that, you know, made their livelihood there. I mean, just horrible. It's going to be like Fort Myers, Sanibel, you know, last September. That's when Willamy lost property in southwest Florida last year due to Hurricane Ian. She's not sure if she'll buy a house near the water again. I'm Stephanie Columbini in Tampa. Pinellas County was spared a direct hit from Hurricane Idalia, but felt its effects. WMNS Chris Young reports the county assessed damage from the storm the morning after. Kathy Perkins is the director for Pinellas County Emergency Management. For the majority of our folks that live inland, this was a bit of a, a rain and a little bit of a wind event. Maybe some folks lost power. Um, but unfortunately, for quite a few residents in our coastline areas, barrier islands, uh, they returned home to find damages in their homes from flooding. And, and some people are still having uh, water in their neighborhoods this morning. Perkins says there are teams surveying the damage. At the peak of the evacuation, there were 1,700 people occupying 10 risk shelters across Pinellas County. As of Thursday morning, 2,600 homes were still without power. She encourages residents with damage to file an insurance claim as soon as possible. You can get more information at pinellas.gov flood insurance. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. President Joe Biden has approved a federal disaster declaration to help with Hurricane Idalia recovery efforts in North Florida. Federal Emergency Management Agency Administrator Deanne Criswell says individual assistance will be available for residents of seven counties, including Taylor, Levy, Dixie, and Suwannee. If you are in one of those counties, I encourage you now to register for assistance with FEMA. First contact your insurance company, but then register for assistance. You can go to disasterassistance.gov. You can do it from a FEMA app, and you can begin that process where we can help you jumpstart your recovery efforts um, and get some funding flowing to help you with those immediate needs that you're having right now. And then work with the state, the governor and his team to help identify what the longer-term solutions might need to be. Chriswell was speaking during a news conference yesterday with the governor and emergency managers in hard-hit Stenahatchee. Duke Energy Florida said yesterday that it expects to have power restored by Sunday night to 95% of the customers in areas damaged by Hurricane Idalia. Duke is a major utility in areas of North Florida that were slammed by the Category 3 hurricane, which made landfall Wednesday morning in Keaton Beach in the area in that area of Taylor County. As of early last night, the utility's website said 26,000 customers lacked electricity, including 6,100 in Taylor County, 4,900 in Jefferson County, 3,900 in Madison, 2,600 in Hamilton, and 2,300 in Levy County. A relatively small number of the overall outages were in regions outside of North Florida. Duke plans to restore power in many of the counties earlier than Sunday, according to a news release. 
Utilities often do not pledge 100% restoration, at least in part because some homes and other buildings have sustained such heavy damage that power cannot be hooked up. Duke said it had restored electricity to 156,000 customers as of 3 p.m. yesterday. Two high school students were stabbed yesterday at Countryside High School. The 14-year-old suspect, according to a police report, has been charged with two counts of attempted first-degree murder. According to a press release last night, the two victims were last reported to be in stable condition. The ninth grader was taken to All Children's Hospital, while the 11th grader was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital in Tampa. The suspect, who is a ninth grader, is being questioned at police department headquarters. The stabbing occurred in the main front hallway of the school during a class change. The suspect was apprehended by a Clearwater Police School Resource Officer within two minutes of the incident. The other Clearwater Police School Resource Officers helped to tend to the victims until fire medics arrived on the scene. Students were secured safely in their classes immediately thereafter until they could be dismissed. Detectives continued to investigate the reason for the crime. A federal judge has scheduled a September 15th hearing in a request for a preliminary injunction in the fight about access in school libraries to the children's book and Tango Makes Three. U.S. District Judge Brian Davis will hear arguments in Jacksonville on the injunction request in the lawsuit filed by authors Peter Parnell and Justin Richardson and a third grade Escambia County student against the Escambia and Lake County School Districts and the State Board of Education. The lawsuit alleges First Amendment violations in removing or restricting access to the book in school libraries. In part, it seeks an injunction to require restoring the book to Escambia School Library shelves. Antego Makes Three tells the story of two male penguins who raised a penguin chick at New York's Central Park Zoo. The lawsuit contends that the book has been targeted for illegitimate, linearly partisan political reasons. The lawsuit also raises issues about a controversial state law that restricts instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. The case is part of a wide-ranging debate in Florida about school boards restricting or removing books. Davis issued an order Tuesday scheduling the hearing. For the weather, it's warm and sunny in the Tampa Bay area. Overnight lows in the mid-70s. Storms are going to be expected today afternoon, and we'll get a break in the rain um, starting tomorrow, by the way, we also have the Hillsborough River expecting to flood through Sunday. Hillsborough River State Park may be closed for Hillsborough County. There will be minor flooding near Morris Bridge, Temple Terrace, and Hillsborough River State Park. If you see flooded roads, turn around, don't drown. Most flood deaths occur in vehicles. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 